0: Hey everybody, this is Cars and Health Bars. So I have a few announcements before we get into the show. Uh, I want to say that we are establishing a, uh, we'll say semi-set schedule on uh, having uploads on Fridays. And I'm shooting for about 9 a.m. That's usually whenever uh, we seem to get the most activity. And uh, I also want to spotlight our uh, TikTok account it is uh, at cars and health bars. Instead of the ampersand like it is on Spotify, it's uh, the word and. You can find us there. We uh, just post random clips, podcast clips, uh, just highlights of some of our friends' cars, and uh, the occasional announcement. So uh, that's pretty much all I have for the announcements. Uh, we definitely want to get into the uh, news in the car world that was just released uh, days ago uh, that the new c8 e-ray has been released so uh jordan what 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 do you think about these uh this hybrid sports car
1: i think this is actually one of the coolest cars chevy's come out with in a while or corvette i don't think they're actually it was rumored they were going to be their own brand but i guess they're sticking with gm i don't know why that was rumored like corvette's just always been a part of gm but as far as the e-ray this thing looks really cool, man. I think it's gonna be wicked. Two point five zero to sixty. It's uh I believe it's the L T six, but it may not be. It might be the L T two. But that paired with the electric motor, it'll be rear wheel drive with the engine, I'm is what I was told. I haven't actually looked into it. And then front wheel drive with the motors, but I I'm not sure if that's actually true. I, I feel like it's actually all-wheel drive full-time, but I could be wrong.
0: I, from Just from watching Chevrolet's ad, I did see where there's like a stealth mode where it basically turns off the uh, combustion engine and it only uses the front wheel uh, electric uh, drive
1: that's pretty cool.
0: And for me, it's, I'm kind of closed-minded whenever it came to the electric cars. I've always kind of just turned my nose up to Tesla. I mean, it gets good gas mileage, but as far as performance, I know it does well, but I don't want to accept that because I love the sounds of a combustion engine. You know, it just, there's no replacement for it, but I feel like corvette is just doing it the right way they're dipping our toes into it by having the hybrid you still have that v8 while you have that electric motor in the front it's it's kind of nice to have both they're they're not just throwing us out and saying no more no more combustion engines we're going all electric i love how how corvette is uh doing this taking this on
1: yeah and i like how unlike ford they actually use the same body as the c8 instead of made their own like SUV, which I know they apparently are planning to do an SUV platform, but like, when Ford released the Mach-E, I mean, I don't know, I, there's a few, like, styling things from the Mustang, but it's, it doesn't really feel like a Mustang to me, and I've drove one. Uh, It's fast, but it's not like, I just don't think a Mustang. So, I'm glad to see Chevy's taking their approach differently, and I think for enthusiasts, I think people like the styling of these C8s, so i think that was a smart move by corvette's half
0: a lot of people too or especially these older guys you know a lot of them are their market corvette's market is these older guys that just collect cars and you know a lot of older guys have c7s and a lot of old guys sold their c7s to get c8s and uh you know another big thing is they don't have to have these chargers like tesla has because you know they get their power from the combustion engine charging everything so uh they don't have to worry about crossing that bridge quite yet so that, that was another plus that the I think they did a well job with that's actually pretty cool
1: so there's is there any charging port or is it strictly off the engine
0: if it's a hybrid like the uh like the traditional you know hybrid vehicle is the way it works is the well obviously this isn't going to be the fully way it works but uh the way they work is the only reason it has a combustion engine still is to charge the batteries for the uh electric motors but the way gm did it from what i understand is the uh v8 or the gasoline engine is in control of the rear wheels and there is a lithium ion battery going up where the uh drive shaft would be up to the front wheels and that's what powers the uh the actual front motor to the front wheels
1: pretty cool i don't know if i'm assuming it's like a plug-in still to your outlet but i like hybrids um i like all electric cars too um I kind of want to talk about electric cars a little bit, um, and kind of why they're getting popular now uh, versus gasoline engines. Uh, I I like gasoline engines. I think I think anyone who enjoys cars likes gasoline engines. But I think everyone knows that, the FT, or the EPA and manufacturers are just shutting down a lot of gas engines or trying to. I they're trying to phase them out i think it's going to take a lot longer than people think but the gas engine i think i kind of want so i want to talk about where electric's going but also why i think it's going there and part of the reason why the epa is hating on gasoline engines is all these street racers who are running no bumpers no fenders on a highly modified like probably not even the platform of the car it's in it's probably like an LS and an S10, you know, it's like a swap vehicle or just like a billet block, full built, like ran on twenty percent nitro uh, or straight methanol. You know, like street car, and it's not really a street car; it's just a car you take out on a prep street. Maybe, I mean, some people do unprep, that and that's why the EPA is cracking down on these gasoline engines, is because people are just like completely disregarding emissions and acting a fool it's crazy how many people are supporting like the street racing scene when it's it's so big now and i'm not saying i don't like curl racing but the way to keep gasoline engines alive is to do stuff like that on an enclosed track
0: yeah and a lot lot safer too you know especially getting out on the road with uh, other people there is a time and a place to do street racing, but a lot of people have a disregard for what what that time and place is, and that's whenever you know. And that's another thing that puts the spotlight on on street racers is uh, accidents. Like any time an accident happens, Absolutely. they will crack down. Like I know uh, Nashville, they started impounding vehicles not long ago. I think it was a couple of years ago. They were just straight up impounding vehicles for street racing.
1: Yeah, they do that in California a lot too, in Texas.
0: I don't know about y'all, but I ain't trying to grow up in a in a world where it's like Need for Speed. You get a a heat level on you, and they'll take your car from you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Another reason why I think that people are you know the street racing scene is doing bad for us is like you said, the people are around us. They're like, know people on their way to work. Like they don't care about these people fucking blocking them on the highway so people can do rolls. Like that just looks bad on all the car people. So that's yeah. why and cackle tunes i'm gonna go ahead and say cackle tunes are in this category of making people look shitty like your loud cackles that shit needs to stop man it's just annoying everyone yeah no straight one pipe, <laughs> yeah you know, like that's kind of where i sit on that um i'm not like totally against like straight pipe cars but it's definitely like should not be your daily
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that that's definitely a weekend warrior kind of kind of thing you know you're just drawing I mean you're drawing attention but you're also drawing negative attention because you know I, I do have straight pipes and trust me a cop could definitely hear me across town if I'm really getting on it
1: for sure I used to have straight pipes but I knew I was going to in my car and I just knew that was too loud it was obnoxious and I'm kind of calling out you coyote guys you guys are the worst when you're straight piped you're so fucking loud
0: oh yeah
1: so what do you think about the future of evs where do you see uh evs going do you think they're going to be completely mainstream or
0: i don't know like i said i'm I'm pretty close-minded uh corvette has helped me a lot uh see see a better future with it if they're going to go hybrid and then slowly go full electric i know uh dodge with the challenger whatever they ended up calling their full electric sports car man if it if it actually has those revs in it like that speaker system that's supposed to sound like an uh you know a combustion yeah, engine that's that's so embarrassing man like why why even i, I, that's I don't cool, dude.
1: Um, <clears throat> you can program different sounds borla at pri this year actually had a set of electronic mufflers is what they're calling it i think but what it is is you can just program the frequency of the the engine noise that you're producing from speakers. Wow! So you can make they're taking like sound bites from other cars and stuff, I believe too. I,
0: I will say though, coming from someone who lives like pretty much thirty minutes from anywhere, uh, gas mileage is a big thing for me, and having a hybrid where I I still have that power of a of an LS or a LT with the gas mileage of saying hey you know i'm just cruising i'm just trying to get to town i'm just going to use the electric motors for now and save like an ungodly amount of gas and money you know that 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 would be big for me personally
1: for sure i really like the power of the electric engine i mean that thing is just stupid
0: yeah there there's no no denying their uh, the, the amount of torque they can put down and everything's instant i mean it's instant power
1: yeah, you're at you're at your power band to begin with, and the longer you're in power, it will slowly taper down. It's like a, it's like an autograph for a gasoline engine that like starts at like four k and ends at eight k, but like inverted, like swapped.
0: Yeah, I, so
1: it's just like you start at the end of it.
0: I I, I see the uh, I I agree with you. I think people are a little. Concern that the EVs are going to take over a lot sooner than they are. I, I truly believe we're pretty good miles off from combustion engines. Even con- thinking about, I don't even think in our lifetime we're going to see combustion engines fizzle out. It's just there's there's too much money invested in gas stations, and there's way too many of us that have combustion engines. There's just no way. I don't think in our lifetime, unless we live to be like two hundred. Uh-
1: see it happening within our lifetime i think in the time we're really old we're gonna see total electric conversion
0: i don't i'm saying i don't see combustion engines leaving like people like them actually setting like okay well you can't get gas anymore i don't think that'll ever happen and if it does Uh,
1: we'll always have big engines because like the lithium mines to get the lithium for the batteries we need big diesels to mine it like you gotta have something like To do a total conversion on half of our infrastructure that runs on diesel and gas, it would be really hard, because all of these big ships and stuff, you can't just retrofit (laughs) the battery in those.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: uh, as far as, like, gas stations like that, I think that's a good point, but I could also see, instead of being gas stations, it'll be mainly an electric charge station, and it'll just sell stuff inside. I could see that being a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that and there there'd probably be a company to buy them out like say hey, hey yeah it'd function. be like
1: a bucky's for tesla oh <laughs> my
0: god yeah <laughs> at that point they would have to because i know it takes it don't take a crazy amount of time but it takes like at least an hour i think supercharge is like 45 minutes they'd have put like some sort of lounge or something in a bucky's that'd, that'd be cool just yeah, like well,
1: if they keep doing like they do over in california and like out west where there's a lot of innovation for this electric stuff coming before you know like us who live in the eastern half of the u.s um the if you have tesla i think in your tesla screen it'll like you can program in a road trip through like to texas or whatever and it'll show you like the fastest route with charging so oh you yeah have charging have, stations like 20 minutes at a time
0: yeah that is pretty neat and I, I also think i think if you start to get kind of low on battery it'll it'll suggest a, like notification will pop up saying hey can we go to this nearest charging station i don't think we're gonna make it <laughs> i don't yeah, I, mean, I, I don't want to lie it'd be pretty nice to have on our cars honestly especially you getting the 85 <laughs> out somewhere yeah, you're not man. familiar with
1: i got after. for it.
0: <laughs> be out on some big cruise and have no idea where you can get some e85 at
1: it happened to Tyler when we went to Nashville. It's it's a actual occurrence around here because when you're not around big cities, it's where you're going to get it.
0: I, th- I think if I if I made the switch to E85, I'd probably just have like a small little five gallon uh, thing in in the trunk just in case. Well, if you're
1: flexible, you just put gas in it.
0: Oh yeah, that is true. And instead of being straight E. That's I do.
1: Yeah, I don't recommend straight E. That's that's dangerous. Yeah. <clears throat> i most of what's in my tank is usually like sixty five percent at the pump, or like seventy. It's never like eighty five. I got you. I think in bigger cities, it's there's usually better ethanol. I, that's what I always heard, but I I kind of doubt that. I like feel like that's the just quality
0: or the amount? Yeah, like
1: it's oh. it's the percentage of ethanol content.
0: Huh, that's pretty wild. I.
1: Uh, when I do my build, I'm going to have an ethanol content sensor so I can actually test this without, you know, bringing an E85 test kit everywhere.
0: That Yeah, that'd be pretty nice to have. I, w- I wonder how to, it probably wouldn't be very hard to set one of those up. you probably just tap another plug into your uh, fuel system.
1: I could probably just back off of my flex fuel sensor, just back off the signal wire or something off it and ground
0: Yeah yeah i i don't know man and i think like you said with us with us being out in the midwest uh you know kind of eastern too it, it's we're gonna be one of the last ones to see this electric change you know we it took forever for us to start seeing teslas pop up and we still yeah, don't really I mean, see that many nowadays i think i might see one or two uh you know whenever i'm driving to work and that's and i drive like an hour so i'm on the road for a while i don't see them very often i mean i see them at least once a day but i know you got guys that are out in like california and all these western cities you guys probably see them everywhere they're probably like the Nissan Altima out there
1: yeah probably
0: are and really I mean it it I can't I could probably justify it if I was looking for a brand new vehicle to save money and I wanted to invest it, it'd definitely be an investment that would pay off pretty quick especially if you live somewhere where gas prices are insanely high
1: yeah for sure I think that's probably why a lot of people in these bigger cities are driving Tesla
0: yeah, I mean the return. The return is uh is for for that kind of investment. The return's pretty quick. I know you guys have crazy, crazy gas prices in the West. I couldn't imagine.
1: Yeah, I could only imagine. I mean, I think anything over three bucks for like like eighty seven is like stupid. That like that's yeah that's high.
0: I would not. I would not be mad if it got down below dollar again or below two dollars.
1: Uh, yeah, I remember it was like a dollar eighty to get like eighty seven
0: i I was pretty happy to see it below two dollars the other day. Honestly.
1: Yeah, now it's uh, went back up too. Uh,
0: yeah. And it's. Yeah, and I think if I'm if I'm if I could throw my conspiracy theorist hat on real quick, uh, I would say if if they ever go to burn out the conspiracy... the uh, the combustion engines i think that's the way that they're gonna do it that'd be the only way they could do it is by jacking up gas prices making them unaffordable for us combustion engine guys i could
1: see that too i mean it would just be more reason to buy the electric car right i mean
0: that 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 would be the only logical way that they would the the government or whoever you want to say would would get us out of our combustion engines is by jacking up the gas prices
1: unless like I can see like California as a state banning gasoline engines because you already see them with these crazy laws, especially with the new diesel that they just passed it. I can't remember what it was. It's like anything below 2013, uh, emission standards has to get scrapped in California. Like they won't even run it or it's got to be updated to, uh, at least like 2013 or up standards. That's ridiculous, man. And I saw Indiana. I'm not sure if this is like set in stone yet, but apparently they're voting on it or something indiana is like saying if you own an antique right antique plates on a car Uh uh-huh it doesn't it doesn't matter you're you're you gotta have the emission standard of a normal like brand new car pretty much wow and for the people who just drive to car shows older guys who've owned like a 65 whatever since they were in high school that sucks man that's like their first car they're not trying to swap a new cast or engine because a lot of the engines back in the 60s 70s 80s were not efficient they were very oh. inefficient and horrible on gas and they produced tons of carbons
0: so yeah i know mm. even in tennessee i don't it might just be for the diesels but i know they have to go through a smog test or an emissions test before they can yeah, get their tags
1: i think it's tennessee as a state but maybe i'm wrong on that
0: yeah well, uh, whenever they go get their tags they got to do an emissions test i know i, if I had to go it's through almost there, every state dude I would not I would not pass that my car will just straight up shoot out gas all the time my car runs rich as anything man
1: well do you have cats <laughs> what do you think so you're not so there's a visual inspection too so even if your car's clean and passes the inspection with the wideband 0 two sensor or whatever they're throwing on the back of the tailpipe to read the emissions it doesn't matter because well, if you don't have cats you. I don't care if you're vehicle runs 100% clean, they're going to fail you.
0: Uh, he he got lucky. They actually didn't check for his cats, and he had his cats cut out. He said he was that, like...
1: That's that's like he... he he's like,
0: hey, here's $100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just add that to the tag cost. You keep that for yeah. yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My friend Benjamin would like that word.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I could... If they were to even start doing something like that, that they probably do emissions tests for everything to get a tag, and that would that would slow down everything. But I could see them doing that.
1: All I'm saying is, people in Kentucky need to prepare for that to have emissions. I feel like that's something that's going to be coming soon.
0: Yeah, it's like every state around us already has it, so it's like we're kind of closing in. I,
1: I just don't understand how Kentucky's made the 2022, 2023. And we haven't got emissions. This is crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, there's uh, going to be a lot of people off the road. I know that. Yeah, for
1: sure. I know plenty of people that would be failing.
0: There's too many 5.3s running around here without any cats.
1: Yeah, they got their speed engineering headers and their (laughs) Sage 5000 BTR-10. And they (laughs) put no cats on.
0: (laughs) no. (laughs) a <laughs> truck cam dude oh my god a truck
1: north cam it's literally a no spring required cam but everyone <laughs> wants it to make power it's not gonna make power it's not got enough lift to even need springs like,
0: all I'm saying is you a little
1: rant. I, I don't hate Brian Toohey I love their cams I, I've met Brian Toohey he's a great guy I, I'm not trying to hate on the brand it's just these truck guys
0: they love him dude they love him they love his work i can't
1: blame him i mean he's a good guy he comes out to the drag strip apparently like on some track days but a lot of people don't do that like you don't see texas speed really going out much as far as i know this is an event
0: that's gonna be me if i ever actually make parts like if i if i know you're running and you've got my part on your motor somewhere i'm gonna be out there making sure everything goes good yeah at least for the first few parts or additions, you know yeah i mean all i got to say is the truck community is not ready i i planned on doing a truck episode this this time but because the the e-ray had just came out i definitely wanted to jump on that hype train but you truck guys ain't ready because we're you're you're in the crosshairs
1: when we got the bear aimed at <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah you're about to get it you have no idea about to get no scoped
1: like us with these gas engines, about to get no scoped out cars.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. We about to be so, running around no titles, honestly.
1: If if you could have one electric car, what would it be and why? Like, I'm talking about it could be electric swapped, it could be whatever.
0: I don't know. I almost want to say the E-Ray just because it's like, man, it, it, t- it took me over big time. I'm I'm but not even that.
1: Five years zero to sixty is that's fast, dude. Like that is booking
0: it. I'm, and I'm not even a big fan of the body style of the C8, just because I'm so crazy about the C6 and C7. But you know, I, I still would. I mean, it's that's that's bizarre for them to have still have both. Like I, I can't I can't believe they still have both the electric and the big V8. Like I was expecting something completely different, but or I was honestly expecting full electric.
1: And can you imagine a twin turbo hybrid C8? You got the bottom end is just stupid, and then oh, I'm out of my power band. You're like going 120 roll race and let that <laughs> twin turbo LT2 or six kick in and you're done. Like
0: honestly, I don't know what the I don't know what the support would be like for that because if if the combustion engine charges the batteries, I think if you had some sort of anything that would spin that engine faster than what those batteries are rated for, you'd probably have to upgrade your batteries. You'd probably overcharge them and no, fry.
1: No, no, it it's smart. It, it's all modulated. The, the PCM would. It's already your voltage unit in your car is regulated by the PCM. Oh, you know, okay. So- car, like, if your battery's low, it charges more. If it's charged, it charges less.
0: So, have you worked on any C8s yet? No, I have not touched a
1: C8. Uh, I know how they're getting away with twin-turboing them. I've not. i am not done it. I'm not saying I can do it. Uh, I know the process kind of. So what they're doing is they're taking a module, pretty much, and. It's kind of like a two-step box. It plugs in in between two harnesses and it'll alter what the PCM sees so it can get the PCM to add more fuel. Like if you're on a turbo, you obviously gonna need more fuel when the turbo spools. So it's pretty much kind of like plug and play with some modules. But other than that, I think it's got like people are wiring in custom like I don't know what you would call it. It's not a module, per se. It's kind of like a... I don't know. It's hard to say, but they're they are just tapping into the circuits already in the C8. They're not actually going in and tuning them because the PCM is still
0: locked. Yeah. How how far do you locked. think we are from uh, C8 tuning?
1: There was one shop... Um, I can't remember their name, but apparently they got into the C8, but... No one else has been able to do it, and it's been out for how long now? Oh,
0: man, they they ain't going to tell nobody. They got a monopoly on that at this point. It's already
1: hard enough to tune, like, a C7 ZR1. I know one of them. You got to pay, like, five grand to unlock the transmission or something. No, not the ZR1, but the Z06. I mean, it's... You gotta pay a lot on HP tuners to get into these Gen 5 engines.
0: I feel like a lot of people don't know that with dyno tuning. I feel like a lot of people think that, you know, as long as you got a dyno, you can just plug in and start messing with stuff. A lot of people don't know that you actually have to pay credits to actually get into the computers on these.
1: It's like, an r rate for like Gen 3 LS and Gen 4 is pretty low, like, anything boosted we charge more, but... For an NA like Gen 3, we're like 400 or 500 bucks. I mean, that, that ain't
0: nothing, dude. For how much yeah, power I mean, you can kind get of out of some...
1: that in Nashville, like, I mean, I don't even know if there are many tuners in Nashville. I know a lot of them uh, left up, but I mean, you found a good dyno tuner for under like 700 bucks for an NA tune. That's that's a good deal,
0: yeah. I mean, that's that's like we were talking about our uh last episode with the how to add a little bit of power here and there man go go get a tune as soon as you can that is like that's a great way to yeah, pick up an absolutely. enormous amount of power for like
1: you could have a like brand new to you um like let's say you buy a new mustang right like gen 3 coyote and you go to get a tune you're probably picking up 20 30 wheel with just a tune if you got like a real aggressive tune because they flow pretty good from factory i mean a cold air intake and full bolt-on like exhaust, maybe E eighty-five, and you're picking up some power, dude. Well, uh, for example, the six-gen Camaro, we I just put Atomic Air Force on one, and headers. No, we, I don't not. This one did have E eighty-five, so it was full bolt-on E eighty-five, and it made at the wheel four fifty. These cars are putting out four sixty to the crank from factory. That's really good for a full bolt-on.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, if you can find a tuner, man, you need to go find you a tuner. And I probably had mine tuned too much, honestly, because every every time I would add a new part, I'd go take my take my car to be dyno tuned just to get a little bit of a out of it at a time. But uh, yeah, definitely definitely get your car tuned before and after you do some bolt ons. You know, it, get it tuned after. You probably don't have to tune it before as much, but. I didn't know how long it was going to be before I would get those bolt-on parts and I wanted that power, so I went ahead and had mine dino tuned not long after I actually bought it. I think I did uh, tune and heads, headers. That was the first two things I did. And then later yeah, on, I did the cam.
1: Like, so, if you went full bolt-on, like just headers and intake, and you kept cats and you didn't ha- go like too aggressive with the intake, you could probably be fine without a tune. Changing the intake's weird because of Depending on what you're running, I mean, some cars are speed density, some are not based off speed density. It's got a math sensor and that. Um, just depending on the intake, you may need a tune, but other than that, I mean, you don't have to get a tune with full bolt-ons. But anytime you do, like, internal engine work or change something there, that's not like a maintenance part, like a lifter or something. If you change, like, a cam or uh, if you change, like, your phasers or anything i would recommend getting a tune just anything that can affect performance let's say you put a locker in your phaser you want like a 10 degree lock obviously you might want to get a tune that kind of utilizes that 10 degrees more but yeah um i would say don't worry about tunes too much if you're not planning on modding your car much you know
0: yeah i agree
1: and, like, if you go to the dealer and you got a tune and they got to program, like, your PCM, it's going to not program because you have the tune. They'll have to flash it back to stock and then program it so you'll lose your tune.
0: Yep. <clears throat> Man, that's that's a whole whole rabbit hole to get into on the tuning aspect of things.
1: Yeah, for sure. There, I don't think people understand how much goes into engine tuning as far as not making power, because that's actually pretty easy. Um, I, I I would say making power reliably is a lot more important than making power, especially for a street car. And then also just like uh, drivability. Um, people don't really understand like how much goes into drivability when you're tuning. I, I would say it's like 70-75% of the tune.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people don't take that in, into account. They just want all that power, all that power, all that power, and they, they don't realize they're sacrificing greatly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would not go to my tuner at all. I would never go to a tuner and say, I want all the power you can get out of this, because the tuner doesn't necessarily know the full build. You know, if you're taking your card to them, they might know, like, the basic parts, I mean, whatever. They can tune it and figure it out, but if you tell someone to go full with the build out you don't want your car at real high timing all the time like
0: you're gonna kill everything yeah you
1: you better hope you're on ethanol and got like if you got a lot of timing because you get any type of knock and that's gonna hammer rod bearings out
0: yeah i I think it's it's smart to uh to enjoy the amount of power that your car can put out and it, it just drives you to do do a little bit more and a little bit more that's kind of what how I got hooked into uh, building a car is I'd, I'd do, you know, like I said, tune tune and some uh, and headers, and that got me a little bit of power. And then I'm like, man, I tuner kept prodding at me and prodding at me. He's like, man, you're gonna love it if you put a cam in this thing. And you know, a year or two later, I'm like, all right, man, it's time to get some more power. It's time to scratch that itch. And then I got a cam, and you know, here I am, two three years after the cam, and I'm sitting here itching for a blower to go go farther down the NA rabbit hole. Sure,
1: man. Uh, if you uh, don't know a tuner and you got a local tuner, I'd reach out to them and just talk to them, see what, you know, if look at look up their Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I mean, uh, tuning shops are real nice places to be, man. Everyone loves to go to their tuner.
0: Some tuning shops will even give you four, five, six, seven, eight quotes and still be nice about it somehow.
1: Yeah, I know it's crazy. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of these tuners have a lot of customers. They don't need new customers, but. It, at the same time you know a new customer will gladly be appreciated and it's one more person that's getting into the car culture and who wouldn't like that
0: yeah and a lot of uh, at least speaking from uh speaking to our local tuner you know the uh they they don't necessarily i won't i won't even get into all i'll say is i hope that someday we're able to uh, get our tuner on here to speak speak some thoughts on uh on what, what it's like being a tuner because, you know, you don't get that opportunity. There, there's not very many tuners around, at least in our area, and uh, it, it'd be nice to pick the brain of a tuner in that in that world.
1: Especially one who came from the JDM era who isn't, like, a younger kid. Not well, There's nothing wrong with being a younger kid, but I really like the people who grew up, you know, when the first Fast and Furious movies were coming out and the JDM culture was there and everything wasn't overpriced.
0: Yeah, and it it's kind of blows my mind, too, uh, knowing this person, you know, I wouldn't say personally, but I, I know him well enough to know that his, his like, local or his kind of call call to be is that he's, like, the best guy with LSs. It's kind of wild to, which I didn't know until recently, that he was, like, in that JDM and in that import lifestyle. It's crazy to think that he made that full one eighty into being pretty much like the go-to ls tuning guy in our region i would say
1: i would say if he could have it how he wanted he'd be uh more into the jdm side but there, there's not as much demand for that it seems in our area yeah I think, I think a lot of people don't realize the market in the ls is is the people with trucks who want to get rid of dod that's another like that's a big part of like a customer base for a lot of ls shops
0: yeah and you know, I, I was one of those people i didn't have truck but i had to get rid of my dod and yeah and a lot of people I've, i'm learning a lot of people are getting rid of it just so they don't have problems later on like you know whenever i first yeah,
1: absolutely that's i mean a lot of people don't even put a bigger can in, they'll put a factory can and get rid of it
0: i mean whenever i first bought my uh 2ss uh it I, i've I don't think I was very far from the dealership at all whenever I originally bought it. I'm just, I'm not, especially whenever I bought my uh, Camaro, I wasn't really that mechanically inclined, but my wife noticed kind of a sound that wasn't normal, and I was just on cloud nine because I just bought a Camaro, <laughs> and it uh, <laughs> turned out the DOD had actually went out, and the dealership wasn't willing at all to take the car back, or I think they helped me out a little bit. They covered like five $500, which isn't anything going towards repairing Yeah, uh, that DoD. was really bad of them. Like they they screwed me pretty bad, and and it's funny too, just to turn around and delete the Dod like two years later, the brand new Dod that they just put in.
1: Yeah, but everyone likes to get rid of that Dod.
0: Yeah, I mean, even my father in law, he was talking about getting rid of it on his uh, his Silverado. It's like a newer one. He's like, I just want to get rid of it so it won't screw up later on.
1: For me, if I owned a truck, I would keep it. And if it's screwed up I just replaced, you know, all lifters, cam, maybe the phaser. I like it for what it does. It does save gas really well. It's just there it's obviously a flawed design.
0: Yeah, I think too, with which my car is a twenty fourteen, I don't know how how long Dod had been around since then, but I, I feel like it was one of the first, like maybe not the first, but it was around the beginning time of Dod. I would, I'd like to say. I could be wrong on that. Maybe you might. Nah, uh,
1: you're you're at the end of it because 2015 was the last year of a Gen 4 LS even being in anything. Because by 2013, the trucks had been switched to Gen 5, and the C7 came out, so it was Gen 5. So the only thing that wasn't was the Camaro, and it did in 2016. Oh, I see. DOD came out with Gen Four LS's, which was around 7 ish. So a lot of the trucks had it, but the C6 didn't have it at all. The Corvettes never had DOD until the C7, and the Fitchin only had it on the autos. So it's actually kind of rare in the cars.
0: I don't know. I I don't know if you'd call it a diamond in the rough though.
1: Nah, definitely not. I would. <laughs> I would. That's why I bought a stick shift for mine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well,
1: got to get those flat-top pistons.
0: Oh, yep. Yeah. Never let that down. It's uh, funny my new boys. build's got valve relief, <laughs> just
1: like l <L99. laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, also, guys, uh, I know we don't don't bring it up every time, but we do have a Discord, and we definitely want to uh, get your ideas and feedback, and that's the best way to reach us directly is on that Discord server. And uh, I, I post invites uh, every now and again, so just be looking out for those. And like I said, if uh, whenever I first promoted it, we want to rate your guys' cars. We're interested to see what all you guys are driving, so uh, definitely reach out on Discord. That would uh, that'd be a very fun video to do.
1: Send us your cars. We will rate them.
0: Absolutely. And I, I also wanted to get into uh, some ARC today uh, as our gaming topic. Sure. So it you you know uh that's probably my all-time favorite game it's it's up there for sure i've got a ungodly amount of hours in it and uh I'll, I'll just let you start on overall what you what you hate about it what you love about it you know what what is Ark to you what is the rise and fall of Ark for you
1: so i don't really feel too qualified to talk about Ark because i've never beat the game or nothing but um I've I've played a lot of ARK, I just never get super far into it, and there's a lot of things I really like about ARK, there's also a few things I really hate, and let's go ahead and rip the bandaid off, let's talk about the rough first, Uh, I think PvP could have been done a lot better on ARK, Um, it's, because when players have high movement speed and stuff, and I know people are going to be saying, skill issue. you just get good, and to a degree, I agree with that, but uh offline rating i really hate offline rating i wish it wasn't an arc i know it is on some servers but i, I don't like that and then there's just some overpowered stuff on pvp arc in particular like flamethrowers uh sp- like on survival of the fittest i'll kind i don't going to say in arc too much because i i've done very little pvp on there but i know there's a few teams that are pretty op especially like the Thylacoleos. they are stupid op with the bleed and then um the other grief I got with PvP is if you do not play at the start of a server on like white day, if if you can't play like for a few days straight on after wipe, you're gonna get surpassed and there's pretty much no point in playing the server because everyone already knows who the Alpha is gonna be. I mean it's pretty set in stone and you just gotta wait till next wipe or play like unofficial or by yourself
0: and a lot of the times those alpha tribes after they have established themselves at the alpha tribes they basically have nothing to do other than just screw around on the server and kill whoever steps to them and you know they've literally got nothing to do yeah i mean we've had our
1: experiences with good alphas and bad and i can only think of one time there's a good alpha
0: i do i do have memories of of you know i don't know if it was necessarily the alpha, but. I know a lot of these guys would just get bored looking for drops, and they, they'd they just pick up stuff just to give to random people on the beach and, you know, smaller guys, which was great. But that was, like, like I said, that was not very often that something like that would happen.
1: Yeah, for sure. Usually it was people would camp drops to
0: PvP you know and we can't say anything about uh you know kind of being rough to new players because we had our fair share of uh throwing beach bobs and ca- k in uh cages
1: <laughs> yeah i can't say i was perfect i mean everyone <laughs> loves to throw a dude in a cage dude. especially my setup mine was the
0: best beach bobs had no chance with us around <laughs> i swear i
1: was a i was pretty mean i ain't even gonna lie but and i got problems with like that's the problem. Those people joined in late, and we already had teams, and they just couldn't do nothing about it.
0: In our defense, though, we always set our base up in the hard zone, so you know Beach Bob's really had no business being up there to begin with.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> you know, and yeah, man, that that game—so many great memories on that yeah, game. Yeah,
1: I, I want to mention one because I know you're gonna love it, and. It's so funny. The audience probably won't get this, but we gotta we gotta at least mention it. Big Bill
0: Cole. Yup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was the best thing ever. I, I could talk about that for probably like ten minutes.
0: Dude, that that fish was the size of a quetzal. Like, actually.
1: What was it like? Three point five times or something? Yeah, I mean, it was not even yeah. the biggest
0: that they get. That was, and it was so absurd, dude. He took to like if if I don't know how familiar some of you guys are with Ark, but and uh, if, if you're looking at Hidden Lake on the map, if you uh, go north just outside of the woods of Hidden Lake, there's a small, just like these smallest pond. Typically, sarco's and stuff spawn there, but it's at the edge of that big valley that goes up to that hill. Man, there we would always set up there for whatever reason, probably because Hidden Lake was typically taken over already but that that we got just the biggest coil fish to spawn in there and it we could not kill him i think maybe we did kill him one day just to see how much meat he gave us and it was like an ungodly amount it It
1: literally was so much meat it could have fed an entire army of (laughs) megalodonmi we
0: we were both encumbered walking out of that water
1: yeah we almost drowned
0: that would, and yeah, that, and if you have an idea of what that spot is, that's exactly where Jordan would set the cage at, was right there where they were just barely not drowning.
1: Then I would feed them to my piranha. <laughs> yeah.
0: That, that, that's a pretty, that, that's a weird place to have a base, but it worked, you know, as long as the people with hidden, and we got lucky, we... We had some neighbors that set up a base uh, right up where that artifact is, and uh, we allianced with them, but ultimately ended up getting wiped. That was pretty tragic, but it was fun whenever it lasted. It
1: was fun seeing the, that tribe come back with their wyvern, though, and take out the people who wiped us.
0: Uh, the funniest thing is how we met those people. We were just, you know, minding our own business. We were well established. You know, we had walls up and everything. And we just see a bl- Bronto getting all bloody. We walk out our base, and there's like a tribe of six, six, seven people just naked with spears and slingshots and bows taking down this Bronto. I think it was the first yeah. time we'd ever seen a Bronto get taken down by people. Yeah. I've never <laughs> seen
1: like people on foot take down a Bronto until that.
0: It's like, we just stood there watching. They're like, hey, we're your new neighbors. Like, oh, cool. (laughs) Break me off a piece of that prime.
1: The thing I love about ARK is the the community. It it can be either the worst thing ever or the best thing ever.
0: Oh, my God. And we got to talk about. So, me and Jordan have been playing ARK probably not long after it was released. We've been playing a really long time. But whenever Swamp Fever got introduced to ARK, we (laughs) found out... Back then, we didn't keep up with game updates and everything. We just kind of played whenever well, we were unaware that swamp fever was a thing. So here we were minding our own business on a fresh server like a
1: thatch house we were we yeah were built. it was like I was really new.
0: The timing was the worst ever because it was night out either me or Jordan. I think we might have both been in the woods at night just getting wood getting yeah. thatch and all we were, of a sudden
1: like we were on the easy zone and we were building like a thatch house.
0: And all of a sudden just hear coughing coming from the bushes. And it's like, hey, Yeah, you just hear hear, like some green haze in it. Yeah, (laughs) we
1: literally said, Did you hear that? And then he started
0: running at us. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) We was like, He's infected, right? That was the best thing ever.
0: It's like every server from then on out, like beach bobs had the disease. Like
1: Yeah. Remember when me and that dude set off on the raft on our journey to get the cure? <laughs> yep. Yeah. That was death.
0: suicide mission into the it it was like a, a dead island mission <laughs> going chaos, into the jungle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was literally going into the jungle on dead island. <laughs> I might not what be back. Was. I was like, okay <laughs> bring a cure. The capos <laughs> would come at you as soon as you open the door.
0: The fact that you actually came back with the cure and you're like, all right, man, look, I'm cured. I'm going to set this. I'm going to set this treatment outside. You better not come near me. I'm already cured.
1: Yeah. Who was this? I don't even remember that tribe. It's like some random people in chat or something. Dude, yeah, they, they, they
0: were just as over the disease as we were. <laughs> They're just like, That's we're t- love t- about art, man. we're taking care of this disease, man i yeah. like
1: weaponizing the disease too i think that's awesome yeah you know i tell, st- and I, biological
0: tell warfare. I tell stories of uh one time uh, it was after jordan had transitioned to to pc and i was still on xbox i joined a pretty well established tribe i think they were maybe like the beta they were up there at the top tribes but uh they decided to wage war on uh, not the alpha but the next up And uh, they were straight up taking Quetzals with, like, a small base built on. Basically, like, if you can think of the Quetzal on uh, Survival of the Fittest, how it's got that small little wooden thing where they jump out of. That's pretty much what we had. And we were just throwing Dodos out onto their base and just infecting everything. Because you can infect the Dodos with the disease, too. It was too good. And then dropping turtle bombs. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah turtle
0: bombs. The turtles deserve to die. Strapping C4 to turtles and throwing them out. Oh my god. And plus too, they're such a tank, most of the time they wouldn't even die with the explosion, so you just level up health. And they, they'd they literally be in there just causing mayhem.
1: I want to say a meme relating to that, but I'm not gonna, because I think we get cancelled for saying it. Probably. I would like... <laughs> I wouldn't name my turtle Mohammed.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> and like audio, we go...
0: That sounds like some mod Black Ops Three with like Hank Hill mod. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's man. And like like you said, the the worst thing about uh, Ark has the potential to be like one of the best long term games that you could just hop on and play, and you know have like some competition, but at the same time have fun. If they would take an offline rating, and especially, I want to hit on the. Uh, people blocking the metal spawns, the crystal spawns, and the drops, man, that is cancerous, and it seems like the devs, that'd be so easy for them to block if they would just change it to where you couldn't build in those areas, but I don't know.
1: I I get why they haven't, but also, uh, I think, I think for the general good of most servers, it should be blocked.
0: Yeah, and, there's enough places to build where some nobody should really be building on Metal Mountain. That needs, that needs Those Metal Mountains just need to be a community spot where, you know, you, you're going to risk dying, but, you know, at least it's not blocked off. Because there's nothing worse than taking your first trip to Metal Mountain with a pterodon. You know, it's your first metal run ever. Just to find out somebody's blocked it off and you might as well leave the server because you'll never be able to get any metal or crystal.
1: Yeah, like literally every mountain's got the metal foundations on it. There's nothing you can do i feel like maybe
0: maybe too. the reason they might have made it to where tech drops uh check down dinos drop scrap metal and oil might just be because of that that might just be their easy fix i don't know maybe it ain't enough metal no 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 it's terrible i'd be the slowest grind ever especially on like normal harvesting
1: yeah i couldn't even imagine that's something else i think that they could work on is the harvest rates and especially like breeding and team
0: man yeah arc is a arc is a legit grind i'd if you were to show me another game that, like, is crazy with grinding, I guarantee Ark will topple it because, man, it takes days. Days, days, it's days. It's worse than Rust. Oh, man, it's terrible. Like, I shouldn't have to wait, like, five, or not five, but, like, three full human days to breed my dinos again just because some dummy didn't take care of the egg, or, you know, I got raided and the egg got destroyed. And it's just, there's so many variables, man. And it's like, your heart, you just want to uninstall the game if something like that happens.
1: Yeah, that's literally the worst.
0: And I I know you got the, probably the common argument we're going to hear is, oh, why don't you just play PvE? Well, there's just no challenge in that, and it sucks. There's just like, you might as well just be playing like, I don't know, role play server. You know, there's just no, there's no challenge in that. I do think, If Arc 2 was to take this approach of having competitive PvP servers, they should make like an actual hardcore server where there's normal harvesting, normal taming, normal everything, but they need to have a casual where there's just like times two taming, times two whatever, you know, a lot for the people that don't have time to sit and grind a game for like ever. And it's almost like i know speaking from experience whenever i was in that large tribe we literally had people in different time zones just so we didn't get like offline raided and everything got taken care of like you had to have that
1: yeah for sure it's crazy you think you'd have to have people in different time zones playing a game with you just so you can survive pretty much
0: i mean it does make the game a lot more better but at the same time it's a freaking sacrifice and it's almost like having an actual job because if someone don't do their job, then you're kind of screwed, you know. Then you got to be the one to fill up feeding troughs or whatever, you know. It's just silly yeah. stuff like that.
1: I mean, it's like calling tech support and, like, they're like, we don't know what's wrong. Like, <laughs> when you get raided and you don't know what happened the next day.
0: Yeah, or, you know, somebody that isn't very competent is is covering that time and you're like oh my god guys we're getting raided and i'm not able to take care of it and then like everybody's gonna rush to get on or this whole tribe's gonna fall it'd be like I that though i
1: need to see more chemical warfare in work too
0: oh my god yeah. <laughs> yes a
1: mustard gas release on
0: oh my god and make make more ways to catch diseases other than the swamp just make yeah, ra- like random you drink dinos are diseased.
1: From the river, you get disease. Like oh you gotta God. clean water. Or something. I could, I'd, I'd honestly not be too mad at that. Yeah, or like you get dysentery or something. So like your dude's always pooping. <laughs>
0: that, yeah, that'd be, be like
1: a Fiomia.
0: I know a lot of big servers have like the alpha if it's an actual decent one. They'll set up like community areas where they'll set up like shops and stuff. I would like to see that in Arc too, but like NPCs in control of it so you don't have to rely rely on a different tribe to do something like that. That'd be kind of nice.
1: They could do something like Rust too with the vendors, like vending machines and shit. Um, I think they can learn a lot from Rust because Rust is probably like one of their biggest compares in like a survival game kind of. Like, there's no really other survival game in the market that Arc is, but i feel like when i think of other games that you got to be on a lot and you know there's alpha tribes or you know it, i think Remus.
0: yeah so. seven days kinda is really close to that but like they're they're in the stone age compared to Ark. but i feel like if if uh seven days ever gets out of alpha they'll probably they won't be a competitor but they'll they'll be a close second i would say i've played uh pvp on uh seven days before and it does remind me of a stone age version of arc you know there's tribes and or there's whatever whatever they call them groups and you've got your own base set up and you have to fight the zombies yeah. as well as fight the people it is kind of fun but at the same time it's just as bad as arc you got to yeah, always I be on like,
1: i can kind of dip on seven days here i think a blood moon raiding would be pretty fun i could i, I think that would be awesome
0: oh you're saying like doing a raid during a blood moon yeah, I think oh that my would God, be that'd fun. be terrible. The zombies would just <laughs> basically the person on the defense would just have a free show <laughs> to you getting slaughtered while you're trying to break <laughs> in at the and same maybe time. Maybe
1: not. Maybe you like break in and then you let the zombies in their base, you know, like you just raid them.
0: That'd be cool if there was like some sort of zombie blood or something on seven days where you could like put that on and that'd be cool.
1: Yeah. I feel like that'd be pretty rare though. It'd have to like cost slot and you can only get it from like a trader.
0: Yeah. Just like that forty-four Magnum, we took forever yeah, to get a hold of. I didn't even
1: want one that bad. It's just we that we had so much ammo.
0: Five blood moons later.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man, that's yeah.
1: It took a lot.
0: Uh, I'm curious on Ark. There's so many different wyverns, and you're definitely a wyvern boy. What what what's your uh, favorite wyvern to get a hold of? I, uh,
1: I think fire wyvern. I I just like the basic wyvern. That- like old school dragon. I do like the ice weaver too, but the ice weaver can be used a lot more tactically. I think because you can slow stuff down with it, so you can make like plays for your team with that a lot better than just fire.
0: Okay, and what's your what's your uh, favorite tame? And if you can't choose between one, uh, I, I, I'd take a, a early game tame and a late game tame.
1: Uh, so. After we played on my server for a bit, I'm honestly calling the on one of the most underrated teams, dude. Now it's more about a high level on a real nice team. So I would say that's kind of like a mid game team. Early game, that's that's a hard one. Early game, um, maybe Thylacoleo. I know they're not like super hard to tame. RGS, I like RGS a lot. And then. For high level team, I'm not really sure. Let me think. I like the Udiranus a lot. I think it's a cooldown. And for PVE, it's really good. Ecrax is probably my favorite.
0: I used to get down with the Therry, but man, they're so slow. If they if they were a little faster, I could get down with the Therys more. And after having when it
1: comes to harvesting, I, I like the Therys a lot.
0: After having some high-level teams, I would say I'm not as scared of the Therys as I used to be. Yeah, they're
1: not, like, super crazy OP.
0: They must have got nerfed over some point, because I know we used to play it, man. You could see a Thery take out, like, three Rexes, no problem.
1: Dude, I remember when we first started on one server, and we were in Death Valley, and that Rex oh got base. <laughs> it dropped right into our base, bruh.
0: That was we couldn't even run. Um, that was rip. <laughs> he, he, that was his house from then on out.
1: Pretty much.
0: Yeah uh, i I would say I'd have to go with the Parasaur man. That that's like my every go to. I will not yeah, have I, an arc I have server. To to, sure. I will never go through an arc server without having a Parasaur. They are just like they're so fast. They got the radar is like even the best. Like that's one of the best things, especially if you're in an area like where you're trying to be hidden from some tribes or whatever that's very handy and uh also man they just get berries so good for what for what they are
1: Dude, and, the day on surprised me with its harvesting it's like a, pretty good on the berries
0: yeah yeah the day De- the day is definitely underrated i was like you i i knew it had like an op healing but i didn't know it did so much damage and so much collecting
1: yeah, for sure. A uh, uh, great cave team. I mean, what more could he ask for?
0: Yeah, we we just recently got into doing caves on our on our last server, and it was uh, man that they came in handy big time, big time. Thycolio was okay, but man, that pig he just destroys everything in his path. It's
1: the best thing ever, dude. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, have, so what? What all maps? You played all the arc maps other than Genesis, haven't you?
1: Uh. I don't even remember all of them. There's so many. Uh, I uh, played well, Garrett, its in
0: You've, you've played, uh, I think you've played all of them. Ra- Ragnarok. Is that one? Ragnarok. Aberration.
1: Ragnarok. I, really? I've not played Ragnarok, I don't think. And, uh, no.
0: oh, there's one I can't think of off the top of my head, but yeah, there, there's one more, uh, one that wasn't really that like top the first,
1: like three DLC maps I played Scorched Earth
0: I never really got to play I, I bought the Scorched Earth whenever I got on PC but I never really played it it was super challenging
1: it's, it's, it's the worst bro I can't stand Scorched Earth
0: like just oh my god trying to find water and then whenever you finally do and there's just like a million raptors down there where you're the only spot you can get water from
1: Scorched Earth is a challenge for sure
0: yeah, I'd probably do it just to challenge myself, but man, it was. I'd cross arc
1: with it, but I'd never play on it by myself. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. ever Ever since playing the newest map, the Van Halen or whatever. No, not am faking. It's Assassin's Creed game. Uh, I can't think of the name, but it's the latest one that came out that wasn't a story arc. It had like the uh, the the Velocity Raptors though. That was an amazing team to to get. And uh, I went so far to challenge myself to live on the hardest island, like on the map where the Magmasaurs and Giga spawn, and, oh, and the Baskalists, they are the worst. But that's that's a really fun map to play, especially because there's every Wyvern. I think every Tame and Arc is on there except for, like, a couple. And I mean, like, one, two, one or two.
1: Hey, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that was their last DLC map that wasn't story-based. I think that's why they kind of went all out on it. Yeah, even the I sp- think,
1: uh what what would you say yours what your uh top five teams are?
0: I don't know. I would I'd be I'd be uh being bad to my parasaurs if I didn't put them on there, that's for sure. I, I definitely and whatever that thing was that we were trying to kill the brood with, that was pretty underrated. I didn't know they were so good. And we definitely used them incorrectly. That's why our boss fight went so bad. Uh I don't even remember what, what they're about? called. The uh the sloth guys that took the uh
1: Oh yeah,
0: I don't even remember what they're called. They're like a big version of the sasquatchamus, megasaurus, no,
1: uh,
0: mega megathosaurus. I don't know. I
1: can't remember the name of. It, they yeah. they weren't that's the sloths that
0: threw the rocks, but they were the other sloths. The one that's uh, if you're an arc player, they're yeah. the ones that gets kiting really really well. But uh, definitely the moose is up there. They just man, I had I had that one moose on that uh vulgaro maybe server that we were playing on, dude. <laughs> That thing's melee damage was insane.
1: Yeah, they do got good melee damage.
0: And if I ever have to get out of there, dude, oh my god, that books it. Especially the jumping and run at the same time, it's like zoomies.
1: I think uh, dung beetles kind of underrated. Dung beetle, not really underrated, but you know, that's like one you gotta have. They're
0: they're one of the best farming dinos, just because they give you oil and fertilize, and that's all you gotta feed them. It's like op, especially if you can trap them in like. I learned a trick where you actually, whenever you build your greenhouse, actually place them inside the greenhouse so they can't go anywhere. That's like the best thing ever. Because I used to just have them roaming around on the ground, picking up poop on their own. I don't even know if they could do that. That's just what I thought whenever I first heard of them. But uh, yeah, I keep them, I just keep them put up. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's really hard to pick five because I just love so many random dinos. They've each got their own role to play. I really love well, pterodons.
1: Got a flyer. You got
0: to put a flyer in there. Yeah, ter- ter- for sure. I'm I'm just I'm all about that speed. I'm definitely an RG boy. Yeah, I R- yeah,
1: I like the wyvern too, but you know that's that's kind of like later game.
0: I think whenever people talk about flyers, it pretty much boils down to the RG and the pterodon. Uh Some people I think would get on that Quetzal bo- boat if they. I feel like the Quetzal people like Quetzals because they can build bases on them, which is cool. But that's just something I never yeah, personally yeah, got into. 30s. Oh, man, yeah, I couldn't imagine. You You imagine just, like, a Quetzal flying around. You just think it's a normal base, and then you see the backside of him. He's got, like, three mini-guns and plant species hanging yeah. out the back. Dude, like an AC-130. He's <laughs> a
1: fine fortress, dude.
0: <laughs> How many done called in the AC-130? You got
1: enemy AC-130, this
0: <laughs> Just a Quetzal flying around, dude. Oh my god. You imagine being in the same airspace as that thing. Dropping
1: some turtle bombs, dropping Nagasaki.
0: Dude, you might that that'd be something fun to do. Just like get a bunch of people together and build like a base, but it's not really a base, it's just a big airstrip and you just have a bunch of Quetzals. <laughs> Set
1: up, yeah, like a big military base that gets <laughs> bombed. Yeah, they're just
0: constantly quetzals just flying, patrolling like, in like
1: them a out. big oil refinery and you
0: bomb it. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> have like R- have like an RG in the middle, like Air Force One, it's the one getting the oil in the metal, and the quetzals are just transporting.
1: <laughs> That's
0: so cursed.
1: <laughs> I've like painted like the American flag, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, see, this arc has so many endless possibilities for so much cool things to do, like that. Yeah,
1: it's, kind of, it's almost like Minecraft. You can do so much creative <laughs> stuff.
0: Yeah, and even with the raft, I've seen some crazy raft base, man. Like straight up, like U.S. Navy, like they got a metal raft and like they just own everything. I do think that uh, they added that. I don't know what it's called, but they did add that undersea Dino that targets rafts specifically. I feel like that's kind of oh yeah,
1: the Killer Whale.
0: Yeah, they they definitely they definitely put that in there for a purpose of taking care of these raft boys.
1: I'm kind of a raft boy, so that hurts, you know.
0: I've never I've never had a raft where I've got attacked by a thing. I I do remember being chased by one one time, but I was like, nope, I ain't even trying to figure out what that's like. I got to shore quick.
1: Yeah, it sucks because I like rafts because you don't get it, like on the island you don't you don't got to worry about getting raided unless someone goes and checks like the corner of the map.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it is i
1: always just park the after the core of the map and have my teams inside my forges going or whatever
0: it's nice too because uh talking about the island specifically there's like several rivers that cross the whole maps like going in between so you don't have to rely on going a full circle around the map to move around like you can cut through on these rivers I, i'd imagine i don't know i'm sure the raft don't fit on some of those rivers i could be misspeaking. yeah
1: i would i would be a little worried about it because you'd be a big target
0: oh for sure oh my god yeah but I could just imagine just, like, a bunch of wrecks is piling out of there. <laughs> I wouldn't be like on D-Day. the
1: corner of, like, the volcano or, like, I would be on the corner of the map pretty much the whole time, so that way I could go do what I needed to do on the shore, and less people would be, like, it'd be in a hard area, so there'd be, like, no bobs walking around near me.
0: <laughs> Beach bobs, I swear.
1: Trying to avoid, like, base spots, so... I can just stay in the shadows. You
0: know? Yeah, and most of the time, most of your beach bobs and your early tribes are, are the only ones that are set up on the shore. So, really, if you got spotted, it'd just be by some beach bob that definitely ain't going to say nothing, because he would be afraid you'd come mess him up for speaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of messed up.
1: Uh, I know a lot of people on ARC change their name and their Steam name and shit, so that way it's like you can't tell who it is. Oh, my like, God. Like, their Steam is it's like hardcore. where you can't see their Steam, so, you, like, you know, you can't see their name when they come online and join notifications.
0: That's pretty hardcore, dude. You, dude, you
1: got to because they uh, offline radio if like they know you ain't home. That's terrible. <laughs> oh Wouldn't my imagine?
0: god! Hey, XX four twenty's offline. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much.
0: <laughs> Load up. Oh my god. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, 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 I want to speak on arc two specifically whenever we get some more information about it, but. I know you think it's it's going to be a lot better than what I think. I just, man, I, I see I see them talking about being like Dark Souls, and man, that makes me sad because I'm like the biggest arc boy ever. And if it's if they change the combat, I'm going to be sad because it's there's really nothing wrong with it now. It's the hitboxes are kind of dumb sometimes, and it can be perfected, but it doesn't need to be changed completely. It yeah, just kind of adds to a sandbox aspect, really. Like it's just I don't know. I don't think there's nothing wrong with it personally the guns for sure can be changed because I feel like it is impossible to hit shots with a gun sometimes.
1: Yeah, especially like crossbows like uh, some of like the tames and stuff. It's
0: We've been running with a lot of issues awesome. with uh, with hitting like said crossbow shots like desync. I don't know if it's desynced or what it is it, and it's like so weird because the arrow will be stuck in them with blood around it and it'll yeah. be like didn't get a hit marker at all. Like why? Like,
1: it's like the hitbox form is just like the damage hitbox is different from the
0: Physical hitbox or something. Yeah, I I can't. I, I'm hoping that Arc Two doesn't do us wrong, but you know, you never know with these big creators, and they're definitely they're definitely taking their time with it. So I hope I hope that's uh, gonna reward us in the long run. You know, I was kind of hoping to be playing Arc Two by now already, but you know, I guess I'll have to wait a little while longer. I think they pushed it back to the end of 2023, so. We'll have to wait and see what that's like. There's definitely some big titles coming out this year, so hopefully that'll keep us preoccupied until Arc Two comes out. But I know definitely gonna be putting in some vacation time whenever Arc Two comes out. Sure. Man, do you have you got anything else before we close it up? Anything cool? Anything related? Uh, support your local tuner? <laughs> huh, yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know, other than that I ain't really got too much to say now.
0: Yeah. If you guys have any uh, any ideas, definitely hit us up. We're uh, very very open to hearing what you guys think. Definitely check out the uh, check out the TikTok. You know, we haven't really thought about making a YouTube channel yet, but you know, it it could come. Definitely stay tuned for any of that information. And uh, I guess that's all I've got. Like I said, I guess uh, we'll see you guys next Friday.
1: Oi.